0: Mysticism. Welcome to another episode of A Psychic Story. For this episode, I have Ebony Banks on, and we are here today to talk about trusting your gut. Ebony was born in Washington, D.C. and was raised in Silver Spring, Maryland. She's an intuitive healer who has been aware of her intuition since childhood, so super excited to talk to her about that. She is from a lineage of healers and wellness practitioners on both sides of her family, ebony's maternal great-grandmother read palms for a living in the 1940s her late father was a social worker and hypnotherapist who owned and operated a private practice mental health clinic her inspiration is to serve others began as a child while spending time in her dad's office and observing his healing work so i am thrilled to have you welcome to a psychic story Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you too. All right. Well, so you've probably heard a lot of episodes on A Psychic Story. We really focus on people's backstories and anything really they want to share about how they got into what they do. My whole purpose here is to, by sharing other people's stories, people don't feel as alone in their own spiritual journey and process. So I'm going to hand it over to you and let you start wherever you feel led. Oh wow. Well, that's so valuable what you're
1: offering people because I was someone who thought I was weird. I thought people would think I was weird. I thought, you know, people would think they wouldn't want to be my friend because they would think I know everything about them. You know, like so it's so nice that this exists because this didn't exist for me when I was, or at least not that I was aware of when I was really, you know, needing it. So yeah. I mean, my journey has been lifelong starting with childhood and me being raised in a church and understanding like non-physical energy from a religious perspective. And then also knowing that there was more and that what I was learning in church was definitely not the whole story. I didn't even think they had it right, you know, but you know, church was a big part of my life as a kid. And so I think that may have been kind of where the whole non-physical thing kind of peaked for me or where I got that initial understanding that there is more beyond my physical body just from being raised in a church, you know?
0: Yeah. Was it because your intuition as a child was just on and you were kind of taking everything in and then asking those questions within and going within and then tuning into that intuition? Can you share a little bit about, about that? So as a child, of course, I had none of this language, right? Mm -hmm. But I can
1: tell you some things I used to do. So one of my favorite activities, so wild when I think back, that what I used to do as a child on a regular basis, I would sit alone in my room and I would try to imagine what I would be like if I didn't have a body and none of this around me, like nothing existed. This is what I would do as a kid. And I would do this for like long periods of time. I would actually try to mentally imagine you know, like what life would be like. So I had an awareness that there was something else. I don't know if all that awareness came from church or if some of it is just who I am, you know, <laughs> just how like I was born and the things that I, the way I understand things and and maybe why I chose, my soul chose the family that it gave me, you know, so I think it's a mix of both. I think it was just, you know, because that when I was thinking about like, where would I be if I didn't have a body? And I was six or seven when I was doing this. I did not, Connect that to church or to what I was learning at church or associated with anything at church.
0: Yeah, because they probably didn't talk about that at all, (laughs) about the body and and everything else and how that relates to our soul. Yes, I just had a um, curiosity and I had an awareness
1: that there was more beyond my physical body and I would try to imagine what that looked like. (laughs)
0: as best I could, you know. So what did you get visually when you were doing that practicing? So I
1: think I was tapping into the void because, so I'm a Scorpio rising, you know, I think astrology is powerful. I don't think it's it's always definite, you know, and we grow and evolve and change over time, but it's really powerful, you know, my Scorpio rising placement, my birth name is Ebony, right like there's all these aspects to me connecting to you know dark <laughs> darkness dark energy and i don't think those things are bad i think dark is just the unknown and it's just like you know the dark matter in the cosmos we have no idea what that is science has no idea but it's literally 90% of what is keeping all of this together so i don't think it's evil or demonic i just think it's the unknown and um i was imagining like Nothing, like this space of nothing. You know, I was imagining a dark space of nothing. And so I think I was tapping into you know what I now understand is the void, which is kind of the place where everything and nothing simultaneously coexist.
0: <laughs> well, it gives me chills that you were able to experience that. I remember walking on the sidewalk. I must have been maybe five or six. I, I you know, when you're so young, you you don't really equate the age. And looking down as I was walking at my legs and my feet and my hands and my arms going, I am human. I'm in this body. And having that realization that my body wasn't me, but then there was this physical sense and that soul connection. To your point, I didn't know the words to use, but that aha moment or that conscious awareness that kind of clicked in. And I think I told somebody and they said, I have no idea what you're talking about. You're weird. <laughs> and so a friend, not a family member. So I know exactly what you meant as a child. I I lovingly would say to myself, I was an odd child growing up because I was, you know, not a lot of people in my family, we were talking about it, but not obviously in my friend group and everything else growing up.
1: You were talking about it in your family. Mm -hmm, That is so cool.
0: Yeah. And I want to get into your family a little bit more too, because I'm so fascinated by that background. But yeah, my long story short for people that listen to my podcast, just so they don't have to keep hearing it. But my mom and my, dad's side on both on both sides of the family were very into the spiritual and the supernatural. And so we would talk about it a lot. My aunts, my uncles, my grandparents, my my parents, but they would say keep it within the family. Don't talk about it outside. Because at that time, yeah. So that gave me similar to you, I think we we all pick our our soul families and our human families. And that allows us to help us not just grow but to live these lives, and then if we become light workers and practitioners in this sense, to help others as well. So, but tell me about your family. So, in the church and and your father, you mentioned on the healing side of things. So, how did that come about? How did that evolve?
1: Yes, I mean, it is on both sides, and you know, so on my 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 parents divorced when I was five. So much of my church going was not with my dad. You know, it was like my mother taking my sister and I, um, and my dad. He, just professionally, you know, I'm African American. He was very much interested in serving the black community, you know, and so he started this mental health practice because he thought that's where, you know, the black community could best be served and dealing with all the levels of racism. And he was doing hypnotherapy with folks. And so as a kid, I would spend a lot of time in his office, and, you know, his clients were all kinds of people from all walks of life, every income from, you know, homeless people to wealthy people, like absolutely everything. And I'm just watching all of this, you know, and hearing all these conversations because he also employed psychologists and psychiatrists and you know, I heard about really heavy things like, you know, a young girl who was being, you know, molested by her her dad to, you know, alcoholics, anonymous groups. Like it, it was so much happening in that space. And because I spent so much time there, I think that's where I kind of, and also he's my dad and I love him dearly. And my late dad who transitioned on my birthday, by the way, which is like a whole nother thing. And his birthday was the very next day. And, um, So I think that's kind of where like my, and I'm a Virgo son. And so I naturally am, am guided to like wanting to support people. And years ago I had a reading and the woman said to me, my purpose for coming to the planet was to transform myself and to support other people in transforming themselves. And at the time I hadn't dealt with my trauma. So I was like, transform myself from what? You know, like, what is she talking about? And all these years later, it's like, oh, it all makes so much sense. And then, you know, spiritually, although I thought, you know, I was having these experiences and then in my adolescence, I kind of felt like it left me. That's how I I processed it at the time. And I think it's because I was doing so much trying to fit in with my friends, you know, that I, I just, I might've suppressed this part of myself, you know, and as a kid, I didn't like it happening. I I wish that I didn't know things that people didn't tell me, you know? So, um, and then it wasn't until I was in my twenties that I kinda started to own it a little bit and and just now where I'm just full fledged, this is just who I am and this is the life that I get to live and I'm I really am grateful for it, you know, because I don't even think of it as supernatural. I think it's natural.
0: Yes. I call the supernatural, the natural not yet explained or maybe understood because we think about it as something that's different and outside of the natural, but it is just that superpower essentially. Yes. And, and it
1: connects to who we think we are as human beings and collectively and individually based on all the things that we tell ourselves, you know, that are not true about ourselves. So I'm so glad to hear you say that because I definitely agree. It is, That is a great explanation for it because we can all tap into our intuitive slash psychic gifts, you know, whenever we choose to. It really starts with your belief system.
0: I totally agree. (laughs) That's what I believe in wholeheartedly. And I would also love to talk about, you mentioned, so your intuition and you not necessarily wanting to have it when you were younger and then you suppressing it. So how did your intuition show up for you then? And either how is it similar now or different or how has it grown since you've focused and, and transformed? Yes. It has completely
1: grown. And, you know, I, I think because I'm a trauma survivor and I had to deal with all that, it has grown largely because of my healing journey. Because when I was in adolescence, I would just have conversations with my friends about, I just, I just thought about things differently. And I didn't realize they were so different because it was just so true for me. And I'm just speaking, you know? And I remember telling one of my friends in high school, my best girlfriend in high school, I remember saying to her that I remember I had a memory that I could fly. And she thought that was like the most crazy thing ever. And she like laughed me. I'm
0: getting chills. Was it like astral travel or do you think you remember from a soul? I don't know. I just remember saying to her, and and, you know, she, she like, I loved her like a
1: sister. And so I felt very comfortable talking to her about these things. And I just told, I remember that one thing I said to her and she just thought it was the most ridiculous thing. And she like, Cracked up. I would have believed you, but
0: I probably would have cracked up too. I would have been like, "Oh, tell me more."
1: <laughs> now, where that came from for me at that time, I was not paying nearly as much attention. So I would get information then, but I didn't think about where it was coming from or try to make it make sense or anything. You know, it's like, "Oh, wow, okay," and it was true for me. Like I didn't question the validity of it. You know, yeah, that was in high school that that happened. So that was kind of how it was showing up then. And then in my twenties, I was really sloppy and I would say things to people that were kind of at the core of their pain because I have a really strong relationship with subconscious energy, you know, and which is another like Scorpio rising thing. So I didn't realize I was saying things that were hurtful because I was so aware of it. It was so my awareness of it was so strong and so natural that I'm just being willy-nilly and sloppy. You didn't have a filter. Zero. And so I I learned that like I was hurting people and I had to like deal with that. But it was also connected to the fact that I wasn't accepting myself. Because had I accepted myself, I would have been able to, I would have known that, okay, this is more than just a regular knowing. (laughs) And so you you need to be careful about what you say. And these are things people haven't told you. These are things you just know. And I'm essentially telling them. So um, that's how it showed up a lot in my 20s. And then once I started to own it more, then I started to pay attention and treat it with more care.
0: Mm -hmm. You mentioned the subconscious energy. So tell me a little bit more about that. I obviously think a lot of people are familiar with the terms conscious and then subconscious, but when you say subconscious energy and then intuition or intuitively, what are you picking up there and, and how? And also as best as you can describe maybe how you experience it. So is it more an innate knowing or a feeling and emotion that sort of thing. Those are all great questions and such nice things to get to talk about because um they're
1: they're not typical conversations that people have. You know, we don't talk about our subconscious self often. So, I realized that I had a strong relationship with subconsciousness at the very beginning of my healing journey because I repressed my trauma for many years. And repression is really it's a typical response for um rape survivors, which I am, and it's also typical response for just who I am, right? Like, of course it's going to, like, that's what I would do with it because that I, I have a strong relationship there that I didn't know how to navigate. And by subconscious, I mean, I think the ability, so much of our abilities, when we talk about the clear senses and other intuitive abilities, they're living in our subconscious mind, you know, because If we consciously knew these things, I think we would experience them very differently. But I think like the awareness lives in our subconscious mind and somehow...
0: I never thought about it like that. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Consciously, I don't know these things. It's not in my conscious mind. I had this aha of, so when we talk about conscious awareness and awakening... It's And even that moment that I talked about when I was younger where I'm looking down at my body and I said, I'm a human. That is a subconscious, but then the consciousness clicking on and you becoming aware. And it sounds so simple. I don't know why I never thought about it before, but thank you for sharing that because I, okay. Continue, please. Yes. Yes. I mean, no, it's big. We should
1: give this time. You know, it's it's a big thing because, I mean, 90% of what we're doing, just generally speaking, the average Joe not interested in psychic or intuitive things is subconscious anyway. Our memories, so much of our memories, all of our intuition lives in our subconscious mind. And so I think for people who um, are able to tap into their subconscious selves. That's another reason why some people are able to get the information they get that they don't know consciously. Does
0: that make sense? Yeah. And again, it does make sense because our brains are only able to hold so much information. We receive information in the input, the processing, which is why dreaming, other things, meditation is so great for many reasons, but all of those. So that absolutely makes sense. And because the way I refer to intuition is more about our instincts. So that's that innate part of us. I don't think about breathing as an instinct, but I just do it naturally, just like our instincts are intuitively as well. And then maybe that's why people struggle sometimes with tapping into their intuition because they're coming from a conscious place when in reality, they need to bridge between that subconscious and the conscious.
1: Absolutely. 100%. That was beautifully said. And on top of that, we have all of our human biases and, you know, subjective ideas about who people are and what the world is and how things are happening, you know, racism and sexism and all these things, which are just so ridiculous. And so if you have, if
0: all of that is running your story. Yeah. Your filters and your programs and your ego and all of the things. And you're
1: it. not going to be able to accurately, you know, get any kind of information from any of the clear senses or any other mode of intuition because you can't see past what you're looking at, right? Or in what, in all the labels you're giving that. Mm
0: -hmm. So you go to the psychic and she says, this is your purpose and you say, okay, thanks. <laughs> I didn't know what she was talking about. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to put a pin in that and come back to it at some point. So then fast forward to the moment where you realized, okay, I, it clicked for you and that you knew you wanted to do more. And then what did that look like and how did that progress?
1: I believe it was when, it has to been when my healing journey started because I, I became aware of what my transformation needed to be. You know, I I can't support anyone unless I've done it first, unless I've walked the walk and talked the talk, you know, and I believe that of everyone who is trying to support anybody, you know, I don't think it's good advice to take from someone who hasn't actually done it, lived it, walked it, all of that, you know? And so once I went through my own healing journey and I understood like all the ways I had to change um, to, to support this more loving version of me that I was wanting to cultivate a relationship with. You know, everything from how I speak to myself internally to how I manage all of my relationships, you know, to my work life and how much income I allowed myself to receive, like all those things were connected to my trauma. And so then I had the awareness that, oh, my entire life, needs to change, <laughs> you know, because it's all been based on this other version of me that is not who I really am. And then once I started doing that, then I just really naturally, I, I didn't purposefully set out to like, oh, I'm going to help people. You know, I'm going to, my life has just guided me to that. You know, I feel like since I, I am Claire tangent and I have these other, you know, ways that I can support people that are not traditional and that's so, so
0: true for who I am, like I have no choice really. Mm -hmm. When you were talking, I heard those quotes or those terms, know thyself, go within, understand your own healing. And then that's that transformation. So you took action and steps to do that. And then what I'm hearing you say is everything else just naturally unfolded because you were in alignment with not just your purpose, but that higher self and everything was able to just flow that much more easily for you. Absolutely. It's hard to do that, though. It's hard to get there, you know, when, when, because people come to me and ask and, you know, like, just because you have the answer doesn't necessarily mean it's easy to do, but. Absolutely not. And we have free
1: will. You don't have to do it. It's a choice, you know, and I find that, you know, living life in this way, it it literally brings me joy. (laughs) You know, like I could cry just thinking about it now, like life is just so beautiful, it's so beautiful. And and once you make that choice and it shifts your perspective, like you get to experience life differently, you know? And and, I, and it is hard because it, I repressed my trauma for 18 years.
0: Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to share or say about that? And we don't have to get into the necessarily the what happened, but the journey that you had and the steps that you took from trauma, everyone's going to be different. But what was either the thing that helped you the most And understanding and healing, and I'm sure it's multiple things, but anywhere you feel led to kind of go there? Yes. So again, it goes back to my relationship with subconsciousness,
1: right? Which really dominates so much of my life. Um, And just learning how to navigate all that. because, Because I repressed my trauma, I did not have a conscious awareness that this horrible thing happened to me. You know, I'm behaving as if it did it. And I did not, my brain didn't tell me. My brain was actually protecting me
0: because you were surviving. It's a it's a coping mechanism that our bodies and our minds do. Absolutely,
1: and and repression is a, a term that's coined by Sigmund Freud, and you know and that that's where that comes from. It's a mental defense mechanism. And so the way that my subconscious self that is so loving to me guided me to all these experiences, meditation, crystal therapy, yoga, which I had done 10 years before and hated and said I was never doing again, guided me to all these things that helped my mind and my body have a more harmonious conversation with each other. And then I was on the phone with a friend one day and it happened over several years. The way I process it, 2012 is kind of when I started doing all these really healthy things and then in 2016, I was on the phone with someone and it just, I said it, it just came out of my mouth. And and when it came out of my mouth, that was also the first time I said it to me, <laughs> you know? So subconsciously, my healing journey started subconsciously initially. And then once I was consciously aware, I went to therapy, I did a past life regression. I did all the things, you know, to make sure I was taking really good care of myself.
0: Mm, okay, that's, that's amazing that you're able to, to have that time and then that, that wisdom, probably through your past life too, and then that conscious awareness to take those steps.
1: Yeah. And, and my life circumstances at that time were also um, in alignment because I had been fired from a job and, and I never looked for another job. I worked for myself for several years and still do to this day. And um, I had all this time over how I managed, you know, I was in control of how I managed my time. So if I, you know, and I went into a depression, you know, and I had all this time. So I think it's really difficult for us because we have like nine to five jobs and we have to get up and do these things and we don't have the time Mm -hmm. to just be with ourselves. It's so important to find that time. And so my life allowed me to like, I didn't have to work if I didn't want to, you know, Um, or I was too depressed to, you know, so there were some other factors too.
0: That message of time and my guides and angels reminding me today in another conversation I was having with a friend was, remember when we were kids and there wasn't the stress and we just felt like we had so much time to enjoy maybe not kids as much nowadays, because I feel like they're scheduled (laughs) so much. But when you were just out and free and able to do those things, and then you just mentioned even here today in in this conversation, the structure and how people have to do, 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 go, 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 and not giving themselves that space and time to do whatever they need to for that self-healing, that self-care, that reflection.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's so important. And we have to find the time, even if it's just a few minutes in your car when you're by yourself driving to work or when you're in the shower. And this is time by yourself. Not your lover, not your partner, not your friends, your best friend, your parent, no one else, just you. Because when we are alone, we position ourselves to more clearly hear from our true self, you know, and and to get the information that we need to support us in whatever way we're wanting to be supported. It can be because you want a new job or it can be because you you have some pain that you
0: need to deal with, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. All right. So trusting your gut, <laughs> which is also what we're here to talk about. I think we've covered a th- several of those kind of nuggets as we've been having this conversation, but why is this a, a area? I know why it would be important to me, but that you really like to talk about. So let's discuss. Yeah, um, I I, the gut
1: is just the term that we use that most people can identify with, which is really your true self. You know, it's that immediate, that first, before your brain can get in there, before you can think about it, before you can rationalize that that immediate knowing that you have. You know, and we all experience this all the time. If it's something as small as you know which direction you're going to drive or which street you're going to walk down, right? To much larger choices that impact our lives and, and the lives of people we love. So I think of the gut and, and intuition in general as our connection to the divine. Whatever you think the divine is, you know, I think of it as a in supreme intelligence. And so I think trusting your gut is really just acknowledging that we have a connection to that supreme
0: intelligence and that we can access it
1: you know, using our free will and making the choice to do so.
0: What I was getting when you were talking too is that we're always connected to the divine because we are divine. We're divinity in and of itself. But going back to the subconscious part is that we may not necessarily equate that or understand that and also the different clairs and how our intuition can show up may be different for every single person. I I've, I've talked about it before where some of the, the intuitive abilities are a little bit stronger uh, than others, obviously. And so depending on that, so when you talk about gut, it's sounding like it's not necessarily just your gut intuition because to me, that's more that knowing it could be any of potentially the intuitive abilities. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. There, There's so many
1: of them, you know, people are gifted in a tons of ways and ways that we'll learn in the future, you know? And I feel like the connection or the the journey of life is really about understanding or really creating that bridge from the subconscious to the conscious because subconsciously we are all these beautiful powerful divine incredible things but our job is to know who we are and to make all of that subconscious knowing conscious mm-hmm. and for me it happened in this this journey of my my trauma and my healing for someone who's never experienced trauma or you know it will happen very differently for them but i think if we can just Keep the knowing that there's just a wealth of information. There's more in our subconscious mind than than what exists in our conscious mind, you know?
0: Yes. <laughs> so when we talk about you, you gave a really good kind of tip there, which I say as well is that any sort of small insight or intuitive hit, so to speak, that you get to trust it, to go with it, whether it's turn right, turn left sleep in a little bit later, hug that person, call that person, whatever that is. It's that. And the important part for that message to me that I've heard so many times from my spirit team is that when you trust, you're living and embodying that vibration and that frequency of where you need to be in order to, again, where we come from. <laughs> so you're going, yes. So I don't know if you want to add anything else there, but that to me, I don't want to like skirt over it because when I say that to people, I can feel them and hear them go, yeah, okay, fine. But it's such an important bullet point and check mark that it's, you know, let's discuss. (laughs) Yes. And I'm over here just cheering quietly as you say that because it's so
1: big and it's so beautiful, you know, and, and we learn because we become more brain intelligent as we get older, we, we become less spiritually intelligent because we allow our brain to supersede that thing that we our divine knowing that we don't trust because we immediately start to rationalize it or think about why we shouldn't do it, you know. So yes, I, I always implore people to just try do it with small things, you know. Trust yourself, and and it's more about trusting yourself. So your gut is you, right? Because we've made, you know, choices that we judge ourselves for, we don't think we're capable of trusting ourselves. And it's a bit of a journey to, to get to, to fully owning that again. So I always implore people to start with small things, you know, trust yourself that you, um you know, d- by, by not second guessing yourself, you know, if it's something that you normally do in your day-to-day life that you do so regularly that you don- aren't even aware that you do it, just trust that you did it and not second guess yourself when you find yourself second guessing. And if you find that you didn't do the
0: thing, then you know that there's some work you have to do around trusting yourself, right? Because you also have no idea of why that m- seemingly minor thing was a big thing. You don't know necessarily the ripple effect, or you know, when they say when a butterfly flaps its wings, and you know it can create a tsunami on the other side of the the Earth, which is a scientific you know fact. There's those ripple effects on things, and so. Yes when you not only trust that, it's almost kind of re-remembering or reteaching that part of yourself. My guides and angels right now are giving me the analogy of, if you haven't been using your legs and you haven't been walking for a really long time, and then you try and get up and, and walk, which is why we do physical therapy, it's going to be harder. You're going to have to relearn how to do those things. And so it's very similar to our intuitive abilities as well.
1: Absolutely. And I just realized that I've kind of went over like the biggest part that I was cheering for that you were saying about the frequency and vibration and how we align ourselves. Oh yeah. Thank you for bringing us back. Yeah, because that that is everything, you know, because we are two part beings, we are physical and non-physical. And when you behave in that way in your physical life, it is allowing you to connect with your non-physical self and all the non-physical energies and support via mm-hmm. vibration and frequency and energy that we have access to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's that bridge again from subconscious to conscious, you know. And I also want to be clear that when I'm speaking of subconscious, some people think of unconscious. And some people use those words interchangeably. I do not. I am very clear that I mean subconscious and not unconscious. Because when I think of unconscious, I think of it more in the medical term.
0: Like you're on autopilot and you're not paying attention or like you're in a coma
1: or something, you know?
0: Like I think about it from that perspective. And
1: and subconscious is not at all like that, you know. It's, it's so I just want to make that distinction for people who may think about unconscious mm-hmm. as opposed to subconscious.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, great. This may take us a little bit down the rabbit hole, and I haven't actually had a chance to crystallize this. So, but I got this intuitive hit the other day, and I think it was for this. Discussion. So anyway, so bear with me here. But one of the things that Spirit was showing me is that going back to the vibration and frequency. So when we're in that state, let's call it oneness, whatever you want to put on that term, you're in that state of being present or being that connectedness to the divine we are our true selves that part of where we came from and the part that we've never disconnected from that allows us to not just tap into our intuition and all the other energy around us and consciously and subconsciously be aware of it but that's also the level of manifestation of where we are to your point about being a spiritual being and a human being as well. It's that bridge between the two worlds, so to speak, dimensions, realities, whatever you want to call it. Okay. So you're you're following me so far. So the thing I had in my mind's eye the other day was think about yourself on three kind of different timelines. So I'm just going to use higher and lower vibrations for the purpose of the conversation. At the highest state of your vibration and your level, you're moving and grooving in your higher self, your true authenticity, you're in that oneness state. Second is maybe you're in the middle and then third is you're in the lower. So going back to trusting your intuition and trusting your gut, let's say you decide or you have this intuitive feeling or knowing that you should be doing something. Maybe it's, I need to call that friend. I didn't call that friend. So you're not living that truth or that vibration frequency. So you might be at the lower level. Mm -hmm. Second level, you get what I'm saying? But if you were to call that friend, you were to call that person, you're in that higher vibratory state and you're living on this vibration in this plane that's it part of your truth and that's why we feel all connected and we feel like we're in flow and i use that as a simple analogy because when we go to manifestation or when we talk about building our intuition and and how that looks is when we operate as much as possible in more of that, that's how things replicate and that ripple effect of creating the life we were designed to live. Absolutely. So that's the first time I've said that loud, so I don't know if that made sense, but they just kept showing, sometimes I get the visuals and then I have to figure out the words that come with it. That, you're probably clairvoyant. Do you consider yourself clairvoyant? Mm -hmm, Yes. Okay, okay, yeah. I
1: mean, that's such a beautiful explanation. And what I was thinking of when you were saying that is, how it expands, you know, um, the higher vibrations. Because you know, it's not going to be the intellects that make the world better. It's going to be the intuitives, the psychics, the people that have an understanding of non-physical presence as well, the and emotion, the energy behind it, all of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, it's going to be us. We're going to be the ones to make the world better. Not all the solutions that that intellects come up with. And I love that message. I was I was thinking you know, because once you make the phone call to the friend, right, then like the friend also feels better. You're, you're supporting the friend in some way because they're your friend. Like even if you're not trying to support them, just them hearing your voice, just talking to you, being happy about receiving your call, like then supports that person in whatever way they choose to access those energies and those levels, you know, and it just keeps expanding.
0: Yeah, and the other thing, and and then I do want to move on and 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 hear more from you. But I just this, I'm trying to figure out how to say this, is that they were showing me that it's like a printer. So when you are thinking and or doing something. It's, it's like reprinting, imprinting, because again, we're this physical being. And so when you change and you shift, whether you're on tier one, tier two, tier three, it's going to keep reprinting that vibration frequency that you're at, i.e. that piece of paper. So a prosperity, abundance, health, it's like boom, boom, boom. And so the more you repeat and trust your gut and trust your intuition, that's what we talk about moving things forward and, and faster. So anyway, just wanted to share that. <laughs> No, that's big. That is so big. And, and what that makes me think of is the saying
1: that, um, oh, what's the exact saying? Something about how wealthy people keep, they keep getting wealthy, right? Because they have adopted what you just said, because they have had experience of it in their life and they just keep applying that same thing. The frequency, they just keep doing the same thing, you know, and 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 I, that's why they say, I, I can't think of the exact same, but it's something about how wealthy people keep getting wealthy. And also people who are not wealthy, people who are living in poverty, perpetuate that, mm-hmm. right? Because they're doing it on that level versus someone else doing it on another level.
0: Yeah, and it didn't mean to necessarily go into the whole manifestation law of attraction, but the principle applies that, you know, when you're when you're talking about your intuition and and how you say trust your gut or trust your intuition, people are saying, well, how is this going to get me to that? That's that part of us that's never going to be disconnected or we're going to be, we're never going to be divided from it unless it's our choice to be. And so that is our tool, that's our resource, that's our superpower, so to speak, to be able to live in this world as a human being while also being a spiritual being and having that soul
1: yeah absolutely 100%
0: so what of what additional things would you love to talk about or like to talk about about trusting your gut or intuition or are there any other things i guess maybe we could go back to so you said trusting it and then doing that and repeating it as much as possible. But what other things can people do to- To enhance their intuition? Yeah, yeah, to enhance or maybe tap into it or- Yeah, well, recognize that it's already happening,
1: (laughs) right? You're already doing it on some level. And I think about intuition in levels too. So it's funny that you were talking about levels. I think about beginner, intermediate, and advanced, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. because everyone is doing it at the beginner level, whether they, even if they don't believe in intuition, it doesn't matter. They're still like, it's, they're still doing it. It's impossible. It's how we're, we're wired, you know, and really allowing yourself to kind of get out of whatever mental barriers you have around, maybe... mm, Maybe I could say it better this way, you know, really being aware of your individual kind of barriers and the negative self-talk and things that you say to yourself and really managing that, really learning to manage that. And, you know, the best way that I learned to manage mine, because it still happens, just not very often, but it's, you know, it's rare. It happens. You have to be present enough with yourself to know when it's happening so that it doesn't pass you because if if you don't catch it and you're saying something about yourself that is not true or that is negative, then it grows. So you've got to catch it, right? Which takes an inner awareness and just a, a more, you know, you have to pay attention to your thoughts. And then once you catch it, really countering it with the opposite. Say, it doesn't matter if you don't believe the opposite. It doesn't matter if the opposite is not true or not. Just in that moment, you have to transmute that energy, you know? And so countering it is a really good practice to get into because if you don't understand how beautiful you are and how powerful you are, regardless of your life circumstances in this very moment, the beauty and the power that you have is innate. You can access it whenever you want. Then you won't be able to get to these things that we're talking about because you're stuck in this very limited view of who you are.
0: Yeah. Yes to all of that. I had a Reiki master teacher when she would say something negative or whatever, because it was just a habit or programming, she would say cancel, 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 <laughs> not even just once, but three times because of the magnification. So, and what that taught me and I noticed and started practice just like you did is going back to the example of, there was a silly example that I used where I went to go get a ginger ale can out of the refrigerator and my intuition said, get the one in the back. And I even stopped myself about, asking why why does it matter you know and i had to i had to go through that i was even doubting my own intuition and arguing with myself over something so silly and so point of that is is that i share that as one example because if somebody says i think it was a sign or i think i have an intuitive hit or whatever it is and you're even in doubt which is that lower vibration frequency is slightly less than fear then it is a either a program or a habit and routine and just like what you're saying too is to catch yourself in the moment. And I like to say, be grateful for it, laugh it off, not be down on yourself for that thought or whatever it is that you're experiencing, because that's the quickest way to transmute it like you were saying.
1: And it transmutes immediately. I thank it. When I have the thought, I say, thank you. I am grateful. I have thoughts. Thank you thought. However, I know that that is not true and let's not have any more of those
0: thoughts. Yes, exactly. That's real time healing in the moment. And that is, again, reprogramming and transmuting yourself to that level, whatever level. And I know I I don't mean levels in terms of hierarchy, but whatever that goal is that you're trying to get to or achieve or obtain.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, back to the question about it being not supernatural, right? I think that's important for people to hear too. I mean, it sounds like your audience is into the whole supernatural thing, which is great.
0: Oh, yeah. It's a supernatural podcast. So yes, absolutely.
1: (laughs) As they're out in the world talking to their, you know, whomever is not in the same space as they're in, you know, it's not supernatural. It is actually natural, you know, and we are just getting to this point in our collective evolution as human beings. We can start to like allow these experiences more because future humans,
0: it's going to be everyday life. I know. Isn't that going to be so blissful? So amazing. I just think about it, you know, the people and the souls really and truly who paved the world before us, our ancestors and the ones now for the future state, hopefully we're leaving the world in a much better place and beautiful place for them to be able to inherit. And I don't mean that just physically, I mean that on an energetic level, ultimately. Yes, absolutely. You know, and
1: another tip I want to offer too is just just really allow yourself to be in the flow. Not to be so controlled by what you want to have happen, but really trust that, you know, when things don't work out in your way and things are out of your control, that too is actually working for you, you know, and you have to trust that. And even if it makes you upset or angry, you don't like it, it's inconvenient, whatever the case may be, you have to trust that because that is just, you know, the small picture and you're getting to the big picture. You're being rerouted. You're being you know, you're aligning with what is going to get you to the thing that you're wanting. And so, you know, knowing that you can't control all of it and being okay with that is a bit of a, mm-hmm. a you know, some work to do.
0: It's kind of like uh, mm-hmm. the saying of rejection is redirection or any of those types of things. There's a purpose and a reason behind it. And so that's just getting you. I love what you said about flow because. I do think that's the hardest thing when all of a sudden we're into it and we want to tap our intuition or we want to accomplish a certain thing and do a thing we're not. We're. We live in a day and age where I can order something. I needed something last night. I don't like to do this, but I needed it, and so I overnight delivered it on Amazon. Sorry, Mother Earth or Gaia, you know. But I needed it, and and truly I did. But but that's the thing. It's like okay, I have this instantaneous thing that I can get, and that's a physical thing. But when it comes to our healing or our spiritual journey or whatever that is, especially with our intuition, it's not so instantaneous and we get frustrated. So thank you for sharing the flow message because it is hard when that's literally the reason why we're here to grow and to experience that journey is experiencing it and going through it in order to then get to the other side.
1: Totally. And the going through it, um, can be so challenging that you, you know, it can present things that are not making you happy in the moment. And it's only because you're being redirected and there are things you have to like work out, work through whatever before you can align with the other things. So, you know, some people think it's always going to feel good and it's going to be, you know, rainbows and butterflies and no, it will eventually, but until you clean up whatever you've created currently in your
0: life. And it'll just keep repeating that printer again the print, the print, the print.
1: Mm Yep. Yep. And so, you know, you have to get really clear with yourself about what you want and be really honest and truthful because, you know, your intuition will not be able to guide you if you're not telling yourself the truth. It won't know because it's you, your intuition is you, it's a part of you. And so if you're not in your truth about what you want and how you feel, you're really throwing all that off. So it's important to be honest with yourself.
0: I just want to say thanks so much. You make it very relatable for people so that they don't feel like we did. (laughs) Well, we are odd, weird, whatever it is. And once you do accept that part of yourself, it is such a beautiful thing. I struggled with it for so long. And I don't know if you know my backstory, but with the podcast, I was, I kind of describe it as I had one foot in the psychic closet and one foot out of the psychic closet because of my life. My, my full time job is PR and marketing. So that's what I do all day long. But my friends and family, very psychic, coming to me saying, you know, what's happening in my life? And so it was just this weird dichotomy. And so even from someone myself who trusted my own psychic and intuitive abilities, I didn't necessarily want to speak broadly out there. And so when I finally did, it was such a relief. It's not for everybody, but it was such a relief because I was like, I am who I am. And then my intuition kicked into high gear and that's what I kind of hear you saying too for people is when you just know it's a part of you yeah absolutely and and the last thing there's so many tips that are coming to
1: me right now but yeah 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 please go i'm handing it over to you not to judge what whatever comes up whatever whatever you become aware of you know i stopped believing in good and bad years ago you know and don't judge it because and, and to remember that you only have a sliver of the full experience. And so that's why it's so important not to judge it, you know?
0: Okay, so not judging, be in the flow with it, trusting your intuition. Being by yourself. Being by yourself. What else? Those are the most practical ones. And th- the route is very practical. <laughs> you know,
1: you don't have to go have some belief system, adopt any kind of practice. It's really all about your relationship with you the stronger your relationship is with you, the more you will be able to access all of this. There isn't anything magical or special that you have to do other than be really truthful and honest with you.
0: Yes. And so when people work with you, how do you work with them? Is it through individual sessions? Is it classes, courses? Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, thank you for asking because I'm
1: so loving my work. I just started offering intuition coaching and had my first client. It was amazing and I loved it so much. So- I've been giving people um, spiritual readings for 11 years, you know, and my readings are now currently all remote um, because, you know, I can do both in person and remote, which is a little wild. And so in my readings, I essentially am, um, I go through the seven main chakras and I basically tell them what their body is telling me, you know, and typically in my readings, what comes up for the person is something that is they're ready to address and heal like right now, you know? And then my intuition coaching sessions, I really just walk people through what we're talking about, you know? They're one-on-one, both are one-on-one and those are usually virtual via Zoom. That's the way I've done it so far. And, um... We base. I basically help them go through all their individual blocks so that they can access more of their intuition. You know, and and the the one client that I've had so far, and it's over eight weeks, which is I love it. It's so powerful. But you know, she's clear cognizant. Is it like one a week or one a week? But I'm thinking. You know, the first one was kind of a test for me too because I've never done this before. I've never coached anyone in this way before, and so I might make it sixteen weeks and give more time between their time with me because so much, I mean, it's, I'm, it's a lot of information in an hour, Mm -hmm. you know, long session. And so she needed more time to process it, you know? What was I going to say? And so, yeah, she learned that she's clear cognizant, you know, which was so, which was so powerful because she'd been having all these experiences and like wasn't even owning it. It's just, I'm so grateful that this is how I'm being used, you know?
0: That's amazing. Yeah. It's funny. I've talked to people sometimes as well. And for whatever reason, I get these intuitive hits. I'm like, well, this is what I'm getting. And they'll be like, no, 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 no. It's not happening. And then usually later or towards the end, they're like, oh, I didn't think about it like that. Or something will all of a sudden, I don't want to say turn on, but again, it's like a light bulb clicks for them. I've also, Spirit told me one time that and I'd love your perspective on this, that so my intuition is usually the clairvoyance. And so I get a lot of information in my mind's eye, definitely emotions and empathy. And then that gut knowing and intuition, those are typically the three that are the strongest for me. I don't have the fit, like I don't smell, I don't feel physically, all of that other kind of stuff. And so it, anyway, spirit told me that, sometimes our intuition that's not the strongest does just all of a sudden turn on when we're working on the others. And I laughed it off, <laughs> like, whatever. It's, dead people aren't going to come talk to me and wake me up in the middle of the night, or I'm not going to physically feel the pain of others. What are you talking about? And it, you know that did start to happen. And it's almost kind of eviscerous. like, see, we told you so. But that also could have happened with your client too, is what, what I'm getting at is where even just the being open to it and deci- either you decided or not, then it, it can come and manifest as well. Totally, because it's waiting for us. You know, it's a part
1: of us that we haven't fed in the way that we... It's like dormant to some extent. Yes. And so once you like take that step, it's like you get the the floodgates just begin, you know, because all the things you just spoke of are all things I've also experienced and and experienced on a regular basis. And it's stuff that people would think is so strange. I remember a friend of mine saying to me one day, you know, you look like a normal person.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Somebody told me I looked psychic and I said, how are psychics supposed to look? I mean, you actually do whatever that means. Oh, I do. I see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I always thought when I was younger, a psychic meant moo and, you know, the long hair and then you'd smell like patchouli. There's something about your skin and your face there and your features. I don't know. Something about it. I think you look psychic. I see it
1: too. Maybe it's just that aura and the energy. Someone said that to me the other day. I told her, I look indigenous. You can totally, like my face looks like it could be from, you know, I look ancient, you know?
0: There's a cultural energy around you, um... A lot of ancestors, ancestral lineage, wisdom. You're very wise. You're an old soul. That's definitely around you energetically. And I I think sometimes people can confuse that with the physical versus the spiritual and what they're picking up. That's a good point. So maybe when somebody says that you looked normal, (laughs) they're looking at the physical you, not the energetic you, you know? Yes. But all of these things are, are very
1: real and very normal. And, you know, it's just so, I feel like living it, and I don't know that this is something that some of your listeners are doing because it's one thing to believe in it and to be curious and to think it's cool and to, you know, um, have and, and to listen to these kinds of conversations. But it's another thing to live it, you know, and so I encourage all of the listeners to really start to live it because it will it will expand your life in really beautiful, joyous ways, even if it has to take you through like some some difficult things, you know? And then once you go through the difficult things, you only need to go through them once. That's it. That's it. (laughs) You know, it's not going to keep happening because you would have created that new pattern for yourself and you'll be repeating different things.
0: It's your lifeboat. If you're treading water, you can only tread so long on your own without having a float or a lifeboat or anything else to kind of help you go through this sea of change. That was really cheesy, but that's what came to me <laughs> spiritually. So there you go. Uh, is there anything else we didn't cover that you would like to cover before we get to how people can reach you? Let me think. Oh, I did have one more question. So um, I, I think it's amazing that you're going on the helping people and coaching them intuitively. You said it was eight weeks and you also offer readings. Anything else there that that you wanted to kind of call out?
1: Well, I have two books that I've written. Um, one of them I talk about on my website Uh, Which is the second book I wrote that my agent asked me to write because I originally wrote a memoir titled "Copy the Sky," which is all about dark and light and how I understand it and how that helped me with my healing journey. But um, that book is not; it's probably going to be a little while away before it's published. But the the there's a workbook that I wrote that teaches people how to access their intuition and it's, you know, layman's terms. I don't talk about the clairs. It's really, I wanted it to be accessible to as many human beings as possible. And so I wrote it from that perspective. You know, I could talk about the clairs and all the high level stuff, but I really wanted it to be for someone who knows nothing about intuition. Right. And so that book will be being birthed into the world soon. So I'm really happy and excited about that. And I, I think it's something everyone can benefit from their exercises and all kinds of lovely activities for people to do on their own with the, in the book.
0: Yeah. And so the workbook you can get on your website or anywhere, like on Amazon and everything else. Not out yet. Yes. But there's some information about it. Because you said two. So you'll just let me know when they're available and then I can update the yeah, show notes for, for you. Sure. Okay. It'll be
1: the best place to keep up with me is my Instagram. I post so much information on there, you know, dreams that I have and. Experiences that I have with my clients, and I just want people to know all of the more that I'm experiencing. You know, because they're capable of experiencing even more, right? You know, so I just want to give people a taste of what is available to us.
0: Well, you're very open, and I appreciate you sharing all the things you're going through. It just makes it that much easier for other people who either didn't know that that's what was happening to them, or that they're experiencing it now. So, thank you very much. So your Instagram, what's your Instagram and your website? How can people get in touch with you? My website is my name, Ebony, EBO and
1: I, banks.me. And then my Instagram, you can link from my website, but it's also at
0: intuitiveebonyebonywrites. Thank you. And I will include both of those in the show notes. Well, Ebony, I just want to say thank you so much. It's been a beautiful conversation and I appreciate you being on the show and sharing your story with us. Thank you for listening to A Psychic Story. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. All episodes are free on your favorite podcast player or at apsychicstory.com. Have a question? Is there a topic you'd like to hear more about or have a suggestion for a future guest? Send an email to contact at psychicstory.com or leave a voicemail message at 1-800-880-1881. We'd love to hear from you and you may even be featured on a future episode. If you're interested in booking a session with me, you can do that directly on the website. And if you want to hear even more content hosted by yours truly, check out my other show, Supernatural Matters. Reminder that you are automatically entered to win either a free 20-minute intuitive or energy healing session with me if you leave five stars along with a positive review. Currently, reviews can be left on Apple, Stitcher, Podchaser, or CastBox podcast players. Don't forget to email contact at a psychic when you do, because it allows me to get in touch with you. If your name is pulled in the drawing, your name stays in until you win. podcast is intended to inspire you on your personal spiritual journey to inner peace. I am not a psychologist or a medical doctor and do not offer any professional health or medical advice. This applies to the podcast guests and or co-hosts. If you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek help from a qualified health professional.